the I haven't really woken up oh, until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it. We're going to be learning Chidushe Rabbeinu Chaim HaLevi, the second piece in Hilchos Tfilin. Uh, this is in the Rambam Perak Aleph Halacha Tesvav. The uh, first piece in Hilchos Tfilin focused on preparing the parchment of the mezuzah and the Tfilin Lishma properly. Uh, this piece now continues that with a similar discussion, uh, but this time we're focused on writing the letters Lishma. And uh, the key point that Rab Chaim is going to end up exploring is that when a non-Jew writes a Sefer Torah, whether there's any element of Lishma in that. And uh, this is going to relate to the important issue of what Lishma is as different, as distinct from just paying attention or focusing. So Rab Chaim begins with the Rambam, who says, HaKosev Sefer Torah, O Tfilin, O Mezuzah, O Bishask, Siva, Lo Haisel, Kavana. Somebody who writes a Sefer Torah, or Tfilin, or Mezuzah, and did not have intention for what they were doing and they end up writing Hashem's name so it says the Rambam that's puzzle now Reb Chaim points out that this seems very clear that it's only Hashem's name that if it's written is puzzle but the rest of the words even would still be okay and uh, the Rambam says this also later on in Perak Yud. Uh, in other words, the Rambam holds that you do not need to write a Sefer Torah, Tefillin, or Mezuzah Lishma. The Shem Hashem has to be written Lishma, but that's a different form of Lishma. You're writing it L'Shem Kedushas Hashem, to the holiness of Hashem. But uh, you're not writing it L'Shem the Kedusha of the Sefer Torah, Tefillin, or Mezuzah. So uh, according to the Rambam, there is no din that you have to write a Sefer Torah, Tefillin, or mezuzah for their kedusha, lishma of that kedusha. Uh, only when you write Hashem's name, you have to have intention for the shem Hashem. Now, Reb Chaim asks that this uh, goes directly against the Gemara. The Gemara in Gitin says that there was a, a non-Jew who was writing Sifrei Torah, and uh, Rab Shimon ben Gamliel allowed it. And the Gemara asks, but Rab Shimon ben Gamliel holds that you need ibud lishma. You have to prepare the parchment lishma. So uh, you certainly need to write it lishma. And that's uh, what the Gemara's maskana is over there. So uh, the Rambam who holds that you do need ibud lishma for a Sefer Torah and tefillin, according to the Gemara, he should certainly require writing it lishma also. But the Rambam directly contradicts the Gemara by saying that you need ibud lishma, but you don't need the writing lishma. So Rab Chaim begins answering this by differentiating between the writing and the preparation of the parchment. Uh, the preparation of the parchment is not the completion of this object. Once you're done preparing the parchment, you obviously don't have a Sefer Torah or Tefillin. But when you're done writing, it immediately becomes a Sefer Torah, Tefillin, or Mezuzah. So it right away becomes the object of Kedusha. So since the writing is the final act, says Rab Chaim, you don't need to have intention for Lishma, because the fact 
that you are doing this act, which is automatically going to create a Sefer Torah or Tefillin, uh, we say Stama Lishma. We say that uh, it's assumed to be Lishma. You're doing an action which is immediately going to create a Sefer Torah or Tefillin. So you don't need to have extra intention for Lishma. But when it comes to preparing the parchment, so that's one step removed or even a few steps removed from creating an actual Sefer Torah or Tefillin. So there you would need to make sure to explicitly focus on the Lishma because otherwise it's not clear that you are doing this in order to create a Sefer Torah or Tefillin because it's a one step removed. So it requires more intention to create it Lishma. Now, this is all well and good, but uh, it still goes against the Gemara, because the Gemara explicitly said that uh, according to Rabbi Shem and Gamliel, that you need Ibud Lishma, then you need Ksiva Lishma. And uh, it's not okay to just say Stama Lishma, like Rabbi Chaim's saying in the Rambam. So uh, how do we explain this Gemara? So uh, here Rabbi Chaim suggests his uh, main conceptual Chiddush of this piece. And uh, he suggests that there's a difference between a non-Jew writing a Sefer Torah and a Jew. The case of the Gemara in Gitin is very, very clear that we are speaking about a non-Jew who was writing the Sefer Torah. And a non-Jew is fundamentally different from a Jew when it comes to writing a Sefer Torah Lishma. This is the Reb Chaim suggestion, that a Jew can write a Sefer Torah Lishma if they're focused, and if they're not focused, then it's not Lishma. But a non-Jew is totally removed from the notion of Lishma. So even if a non-Jew focuses, we do not consider it Lishma. A non-Jew is fundamentally unable to create the concept of Lishma. And uh, let me read a little bit of this in Reb Chaim. Uh, he says, This, that the action of a non-Jew is not Lishma, it's not just because he doesn't think about it and focus on this. But a non-Jew is removed from doing something Lishma. And that is the halacha of a non-Jew, that what they do does not have the halacha of Lishma. Uh, anyone who's not included in the Jewish people in that sanctity is not included in the sanctity of creating Lishma for Sefer Torah, Tfilin, and Mezuzah. So this would answer the Gemara in Gitin, even though the Rambam, according to Rab Chaim's reading, holds that a Jew who's writing a Sefer Torah does not need to think specifically about Lishma because Stama Lishma, we assume it's Lishma, uh, but a non-Jew could not write a Sefer Torah, we would not say Stama Lishma uh, because it has nothing to do with what their focus or what they're thinking about is, but a non-Jew is not included in the notion of Lishma, and that's why in the Gemara in Gitin it asks specifically on how could a non-Jew write it when they do not have Lishma. Uh, now, the Rambam did not mention anything about the non-Jew who writes a Lishma because the Rambam holds that a non-Jew is anyways not able to write a Sefer Torah uh, because writing a, a Sefer Torah tefillin and mezuzah is only for people who are included in the mitzvah of Uchshartem Uchsavtem. So uh, anyone who's in Kshiro who puts on tefillin can write a Sefer Torah tefillin and mezuzah, Stam, uh, anyone who is not included in that, which would be non-Jews, uh, are not able to write. So the Rambam did not need to explicitly mention that a non-Jew cannot write a Sefer Torah 
because of Lishma, because there's a separate problem. And though when it comes to a Jew, the Rambam also does not need to mention anything about Lishma because we always assume Lishma. So this idea makes sense of all the passages in the Rambam. Um, Reb Chaim points out that Tosvos actually asks this as a question, that uh, why don't we say that Ksiva is Stama Lishma, so even if you weren't thinking Lishma, it uh, should just be Stama Lishma. So uh, Reb Chaim says that in fact the Rambam would answer this and say that yeah, we do say Stama Lishma. Uh, the only reason the Gemara in Gitin did not invoke Stama Lishma is because it was talking about a non-Jew who is different in this regard. Now uh, we'll talk about this uh, idea a little bit more at the end when we finish Reb Chaim's piece, um, but I just want to explain it a little bit right now. Reb Chaim's idea here is a very original rereading of what the notion of Lishma means. So he's really he's really redefining this idea, and he's saying that Lishma is not the same thing as Kavana. Kavana is when you intend to do something, when you focus on doing something. Lishma is something totally different according to Reb Chaim. It's not that you have focus or that you have concentration for something, but it really means that you are in Inserting a element of kedusha into this object that you're doing. So it's not about whether or not you focused properly. If the issue of lishma centered on whether or not you were properly focused, so then of course non-Jews can focus, right? A non-Jew could think that they are writing this Torah for the right reason, for the sake of a Torah. But that would be if lishma was about focus. But uh, he's differentiating that that's what we call kavana. Kavana is focus. Lishma is something entirely different. It's taking your kedusha, so to speak, and putting it in this object, and so therefore that's a law that can only be done by a Jew. Now Rab Chaim raises a problem with his central theory that a non-Jew is removed from the notion of lishma, not just that uh, we assume that a non-Jew maybe didn't think the proper thoughts or uh, we don't have a way to trust a non-Jew, but uh, that they're removed from the whole concept. So uh, Rab Chaim questions this from the Rambam in Hilchus uh, Tefillin, Parak Aleph, Halach Yir Aleph. The Rambam there is talking about Ibud Shalol Lishma, if you prepare the parchment Shalol and the Rambam says, "Im psulin." If a non-Jew prepared them, it's puzzle. Afal pisha marnulo lenochri laabed or zet l'shem hasefer or l'shem hatfilin psulin. Even though a Jew told the non-Jew to prepare this parchment for a sefer Torah or tefillin, it's still puzzle. Shahanochri al das atzmohu osa. Because the non-Jew does it for their own reason, lo al das hasocher oso, not for the purposes of the person hiring them. So uh, the Rambam seems to attribute the reason why a non-Jew cannot prepare the parchment lishma to uh, something different than Reb Chaim's reason. Reb Chaim's reason would be that the non-Jew is not able to affect lishma, but uh, according to the Rambam, he says because the non-Jew we assume is thinking about their own motivations, not the reasons of the Jew who hired. Them. So uh, this uh, explanation of the Rambam would seem to negate Reb Chaim's explanation in the Rambam, which is obviously a problem for Reb Chaim's explanation. So uh, Reb Chaim sort of rereads this passage in the Rambam, and uh, he says that uh, it is true in the Rambam that a non-Jew is removed from the concept of Lishma. They cannot affect Lishma. And uh, the Rambam is not disagreeing with that. The Rambam also holds that a non-Jew cannot prepare the parchment for the Tefillin or the Sefer Torah because they are removed from the concept of Lishma. 
But, says Rav Chaim, there would have been another way around this had the non-Jew done the Ibud al-das what the Yisrael want. So if the non-Jew was doing it for the purposes of the Jew who hired them, so then we could get this parchment in the back door, so to speak. We could still consider it a partial lishma, somewhat of a lishma, enough that for ibud it would be good enough. So even though uh, for writing it would never be good enough, even with a Jew standing there, uh, but for ibud it might have been good enough because it requires a lower level. The preparation of the parchment is one step removed from the actual completion of this Sefer Torah or Tefillin. So even a lower level of Lishma might have been good enough there. Uh, so if the non-Jew would have been doing this to uh, carry out the, I, the vision of the Jew who hired them, so we could say that this is good enough and it's considered Ibud Lishma. So that's why the Rambam adds in that no, it's not even that level. The non-Jew does it for their own motivations. They're not doing it just to carry out the Jew's vision. So uh, therefore it does not have have even a low level of lishma, and it's not sufficient even for ibud. But when it comes to writing, so in that situation, it would never have worked, even if the non-Jew did it in order to carry out the Jew's vision, it would still not be lishma. And so that explains why the Rambam makes no mention whatsoever that a Sefer Torah or Tefillin or Mezuzah needs to be written lishma, because if a Jew is writing it, then it's always okay. It's always stama lishma, and we assume that they're doing it for the right reason. If a non-Jew is doing it, then even if they're doing it for the right reason, it still it doesn't make a difference. It's always removed from the concept of lishma, even if a Jew is telling them why to do it. No matter what, it's puzzle, and this makes perfect sense of why the Rambam makes no mention of writing a Sefer Torah lishma. Even though, ironically, according to this approach, uh, the Rambam does hold that a Sefer Torah needs to be written lishma. He just doesn't uh, need to mention it because practically there's not going to be any difference. Now, Reb Chaim brings two proofs to his central thesis here that a non-Jew cannot affect Lishma even if they're thinking uh, exactly the right thought. Uh, the first proof comes from his friend, Rab Simcha Zelig. This was uh, Rab Chaim's closest friend. Uh, he, they were friends in Valozhin, and uh, when Rab Chaim went to Brisk, he did not want to go unless Rab Simcha Zelig would come, and he relied on him a lot. Rab Simcha Zelig really took care of all the practical halachic matters in Brisk, and I believe Rab Simcha Zelig is the only contemporary of Rab Chaim that he quotes in his Sefer. So uh, the first proof, proof comes from Rab Simcha Zelig, uh, who pointed out that the Gemara in Gitin on Davchav Gimel says that a non-Jew cannot write a get because Nachri Adaita Dinafshei Ka'avid. A non-Jew writes the get for their own purposes, not Lishma. So therefore, it's puzzle. Now, when the Rambam quotes this halacha in Hilchus Gerushin Paragimel Halacha Tesvav, he includes a Yisrael Mechalal Shabbosos Befarhesia, a Jew who violates Shabbos publicly. So back in the day that would have been someone who was totally removed from Judaism. So this person writing a get would also be puzzle the same way a non-Jew would be puzzle. Now says Reb Chaim from Reb Simcha Zelig that if we're going to say the psul of a non-Jew doing something lishma is that they don't know what to think or we're not sure if they thought it, so then how can we learn out from there to a Jew who's a mummer? 
It's two different things. A Jew who's a mummer may have thought the proper thought. So how could we say that automatically a mummer who does a get is not lishma? Uh, says Rabbi Simchazelig, it must be that the psul of a non-Jew doing a get lishma is intrinsic. It's a din. There is no lishma when it comes to a non-Jew, regardless of what they thought. And uh, that's why we're able to extend the same thing to a mummer, someone who uh, has a dino kenachri, that we treat them like a nachri in halacha. So what we give them the same halacha. And again, we don't care what either of them were thinking. It's possible they were thinking the perfect thoughts and they did it perfectly lishma, but to the very facts of who they are make it that there's a halacha here that we do not view this as lishma. So uh, this is a proof for Reb Chaim's thesis because here the Gemara said, that uh, they do it on their own thoughts, meaning they don't uh, do the get because the husband told them to do it. So there's a lack in lishma. And uh, we extended that also to a Yisrael Mumar because they have the same status. So we see that this notion that a non-Jew is doing it on their own is not really about what they're thinking when they do it, but it's a halacha that they cannot do lishma, and therefore we could apply that also to the writing of a Sefer Torah and tefillin. Now, Reb Chaim has a second proof. This is a much longer proof, and he analyzes at length the sugya and gitin about the non-Jew who writes a Torah. And he begins like this. The Gemara in Gitin Daf Memhei quotes one position that the Sefer Torah, which was written by a non-Jew, is actually kosher to be used. And the Gemara explains this because this that position holds that you do not need ksiva lishma. So if you don't need it written lishma, then you could use it. Says Rab Chaim, there's an obvious problem over here, which is that the Gemara in Gitin on Daf Chaf and Daf Nun Dalid, uh, says that you need to write Hashem's name lishma. And there's no uh, disagreement about that. So how could you possibly use a Sefer Torah, which was written by a non-Jew, when the Shem Hashem in it did not have Lishma, and everyone holds that you need those Shemos to be Lishma, even if the rest of the words do not need Lishma. And a similar question is that the Gemara there quotes Rav Nachman, who says that if a Jew who's a min, a heretic, writes a Sefer Torah, you should burn it. Uh, whereas if a non-Jew writes it, then you can't use it, but you don't burn it, you should uh, bury it. So the Rambam says, why should you burn a Sefer Torah of a heretic? So he says, because the Shem Hashem was written Shiloh Lishma. So the Gemara is making a distinction between a Torah which was written by a Jewish non-believer, that should be burned because there's no Kedusha, versus a Torah written by a non-Jew, which should be buried because there is some Kedusha. Says Rab Chaim, according to what I just said, that uh, a non-Jew cannot write things lishma at all, so then why is there a difference? Even the Torah which was written by the non-Jew should also be burned because there should be no lishma in the Shem Hashem. So we have two indications that uh, there is some element of lishma when a non-Jew writes the Shem Hashem. So Rab Chaim explains this uh, and he points out that writing the Shem Hashem, the lishma that's needed for that is different than when we talk about Lishma of a Sefer Torah. And uh, he bases this on the Rambam. The Rambam says, Apikoros Yisrael Shekosav Sefer Torah Sorfinoso Imhas Koros Shebo. A Jewish non believer who writes a Sefer Torah, we burn it with the Shem Hashem that's in it. Because he does not believe in the holiness of Hashem. He did not write it Lishma. Uh, rather, he thinks that this is like any anything else, and because he thinks that this name is like anything else, secular, so there's no Kedusha to this name.
So Rab Chaim analyzes this, that the, what is the Rambam saying here? That writing the name of Hashem does not require a special lishma. It only requires that you're intending to write the name of Hashem. All right, this is the Rab Chaim's language. When it comes to the holiness of the Shem Hashem, it doesn't mean that you have to have intention for Lishma, which is in addition to the writing, to the action of writing. When it comes to Shem Hashem, Lishma means that you're just thinking about the act of writing. It's not in addition to the act of writing. It's intrinsic to the act of writing. If you meant to write this as the Shem Hashem or not. So simply writing the Shem Hashem as a Shem Hashem is automatically Lishma with regard to the Isur to destroy the Shem Hashem. As opposed to the lishma of giving kedusha into a sefer Torah and tefillin, that is in addition to the act of writing. You also have to have lishma in order to create kedusha. So, based on this, we now understand why there's a difference between a Jewish heretic and a non-Jew. A Jewish heretic, when they're writing the shem Hashem, they the I haven't really woken up oh, until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. McDonald's. I'm loving it have no intention to be writing the Shem Hashem whatsoever. So that Shem Hashem is written without Kedusha and the Torah can be burned. But a non-Jew, when they write the Shem Hashem, they intend to do the action of writing the Shem Hashem. And therefore, it's no different than if a Jew had written it. It's the Shem Hashem and it cannot be burned. It has that status of Shem Hashem and it cannot be burned. But the, even though the non-Jew is able to create the necessary Lishma for the Shem Hashem, but the Rab Chaim's idea is still correct that when it comes to the added Kedusha that is necessary for uh, Sifrei Torah, Tefillin, Mezuzos, these need enhanced Kedusha. So there we say that a non-Jew is not able to create that. And uh, therefore, if you require Lishma for, a, for the writing of a Sefer Torah, Tefillin, and Mezuzah, then a non-Jew cannot write it. Now, this would also explain the Gemara that said that if a non-Jew wrote a Torah, according to the position that you do not need Lishma for a Sefer Torah, it would be kosher to be used. Right Now, the question is that a non-Jew, according to Rab Chaim, cannot create Lishma, and the Shem Hashem certainly needs Lishma. Well, according to this distinction, so it makes sense, because it says Rab Chaim, we're dealing with a situation where a Jew is standing there with the non-Jew and guiding them in Lishma. Now, with regard to the elevated status of Lishma so that a non-Jew cannot do even if there's a Jew standing there and uh, therefore it does not have that. But according to the Manda Amr that you don't need extra Lishma for a Sefer Torah, you only need the Lishma to be in the Shem Hashem. So since there's a Jew who's guiding the non-Jew to write it Lishma, the Shem Hashem was written with the intention to be a Shem Hashem and uh, therefore it would be fully usable 
people, it's a fully kosher Sefer Torah because the Shem Hashem now has whatever Lishma it needs. But uh, says Rab Chaim that we could still ask a question, even though uh, this fits and it explains the Gemara, but uh, there's still a problem. Let's uh, go back to the original distinction between the writing of the Shem Hashem and writing the rest of the Torah Lishma. Rab Chaim had explained that the din of Lishma when it comes to writing the Shem Hashem is different. It's not that you have to have intention for Lishma of the Sefer Torah, but you have to have intention that you are writing the Shem Hashem. But says Rab Chaim, that's really only when we talk about the halacha of destroying Hashem's name. Any name of Hashem which was written with the intention to be a name of Hashem, so that cannot be destroyed. But that doesn't mean that it has the full kedusha that's necessary for a Sefer Torah. Just because there's a halacha that you can't destroy it, doesn't make it kosher for a Sefer Torah. A Sefer Torah might need an enhanced level of kedusha, so that the, if we say that a Sefer Torah requires the Shem Hashem to be done Lishma, that might not mean just for the sake of Hashem's name, but it might mean for the sake of the Kedusha of a Sefer Torah. And in that case, we would be back to our problem that a non-Jew cannot affect that Lishma. And therefore, how could you read from a Sefer Torah which was written by a non-Jew? So Rab Chaim says that this point, whether the writing of the Shem Hashem in a Sefer Torah uh, requires added kavana or only intention to write the Shem Hashem, uh, this is a machlokas rishonim. The tour in Yoradeya in Simen Reish Ayin Dalid says, uh, Before a sofer writes a Sefer Torah, he must say, I am writing it this for the sake of a Sefer Torah. And if he didn't do that, it's puzzle. Now, uh, in Simen Reish Ayin Vav, the tour says, even though the Sofer says before beginning to write the Sefer Torah that he's writing this for the sake of a Sefer Torah. Each time he's about to write the Shem Hashem, he has to think, I'm writing this for the Shem Hashem. Now the Beis Yosef and the Taz wonder, why is there a difference that in the first time the Sofer sits down, to write the Sefer Torah, he has to say, he can't just think, he has to speak out, I'm doing this Lishma. But when he comes to Shem Hashem, the tour doesn't say he has to say it, he only has to think it. Why for Shem Hashem do you think it, but for the whole Sefer Torah you have to say it? So Rab Chaim suggests that based on what he has been discussing, we could answer this. That there's a distinction between the Lishma of the Sefer Torah itself and the Lishma of the Shem Hashem. The Lishma of the Sefer Torah is an added Kedusha that the Sofer is putting into these words. So that needs to be said. It's not enough to think it, it has to be spoken. But when it comes to the Shem Hashem, this is not an added Lishma. It's just that the Sofer is writing this Shem Hashem with intention for it to be a Shem Hashem. So that's why it's enough to think it. So according to Rab Chaim's reading of the tour, the tour holds that there is a distinction between the Lishma of the Sefer Sefer Torah versus the Lishma of the Shem Hashem. The Lishma of the Shem Hashem only needs to be written for the intention to be a Shem Hashem, but you don't need to have specific intention to write it Lishem the Kedusha of the Sefer Torah. 
But uh, according to this interpretation, so now we have a machlokas rishonim because the smag and the sefer hatruma, they say that you do need to speak out before writing the shem Hashem that this is lishma. So uh, according to Rab Chaim's approach, the smag and the sefer hatruma hold that the kavana for the shem Hashem is the same lishma. It's an added din of lishma to enhance kedusha, the same way the sefer Torah needs lishma. So there's a machlokas now between the tour versus the smag and the Sefer HaTruma on this very issue. When a Sofer writes the Shem Hashem, does it require added Kedusha, the way a Sefer Torah requires added Kedusha, and that's the Lishma, or does it just need intention for this to be a Shem Hashem, uh, and it would be the same criteria as what's necessary for the Halacha to not destroy the Shem Hashem, just to know that you're writing the Shem Hashem. Now, uh, according to the tour, who does not require added Havana for the Shem Hashem. So Rab Chaim says that his explanation as to why a Sefer Torah that a non-Jew wrote, according to the Manda Amr, that you don't need Lishma for a Sefer Torah, how that could be kosher. So according to the Torah, that makes perfect sense because only the Shem Hashem needs Kavana, and that form of Kavana a non-Jew is able to do. But what about the Smag and the Sefer HaTruma who hold that the Shem Hashem, according to everyone, needs full-fledged Kavana? So Rab Chaim says that he thinks his explanation works even in that opinion. And that's because even the Smag and the Sefer HaTruma who hold that Shem Hashem needs the full Kavana for Kedusha Sefer Torah, but there's really two components in this notion of Lishma for the Shem Hashem. One is that it requires Lishma, that you're writing the Shem Hashem. And in addition to that, there's a second component, which, which is that it requires lishma the way a Sefer Torah does. Now, uh, once we parse this out more carefully, so then uh, we understand that even according to the Smag and the Sefer HaTruma, Reb Chaim's explanation works. Because, says Reb Chaim, the only agreement, when we say that everyone agrees that the Shem Hashem needs to be written lishma, that's only with regard to the first part, that it has to be written with the intention to be a Shem Hashem. But when it comes to the second component, that it requires extra lishma for Kedusha Sefer Torah, that's back to the machlokas whether a Sefer Torah needs lishma or not. So according to the position that a Sefer Torah doesn't need lishma, he would disagree that even the Shem Hashem doesn't need the second component of lishma either. So this machlokas, whether Sefer Torah needs Lishma in general, is going to affect the Lishma of the Shem Hashem. According to the position that Sefer Torah needs Lishma, so then the Shem Hashem needs both Lishma, that it's for the Shem Hashem, as well as Lishma for Kedusha Sefer Torah. But according to the position that a Sefer Torah does not need Lishma, so then Shem Hashem only needs one Lishma, that it's for the Shem Hashem. But it doesn't have the added requirement of extra Lishma, for Kedusha Sefer Torah. And therefore, again, it makes sense how a non-Jew could write a fully kosher Sefer Torah because the first element of Lishma, that we're writing it, L'Shem Hashem, that a non-Jew can do. A non-Jew can focus and intend to do the Shem Hashem as a name of Hashem. So that element is taken care of when a non-Jew writes it. And the second element of Lishma, which the Smag and the Sefer HaTruma would require, that you need to have intention for Kedusha Sefer Torah, that's only according to the Halacha that you need Lishma for a Sefer Torah. But the Manda Amar 
in the Gemara who holds you don't need Lishma for a Sefer Torah. So uh, he would actually hold that you don't need that added element of Lishma for Shem Hashem. And therefore, a non-Jew's Shem Hashem is fully kosher. So uh, Reb Chaim's explanation of these halachos, specifically how a non-Jew could write a Sefer Torah... Uh, according to the Mandamra, you don't need Lishma, works according to both positions. Uh, but says Rab Chaim, this whole analysis is only going to work if we distinguish between different types of Lishma. There's Lishma of Kavana that you have to focus and that's what's necessary for Shem Hashem. And then there's another element of Lishma, which is infusing this object with Kedusha. So then we could say that a non-Jew is able to focus, but they're not able to create Lishma. But if you're going to say that lishma is the same thing as focusing, it's not a separate halacha. It means proper focus. So then uh, you can't distinguish here, and we have no way to explain why a non-Jew w- wouldn't be able to write a Sefer Torah, which needs lishma, but they could write the Shem Hashem if you don't need lishma. Because you need Shem Hashem lishma, according to everyone, and even the Mandamar that you don't need lishma says that a non-Jew could write the Shem Hashem. So we are forced to distinguish between two types of lishma. One is when you add a new Kedusha to this object, and it has nothing to do with focus or not, that a non-Jew is excluded, they're removed from that whole concept. That's Rab Chaim's key theory in this whole piece, and that's what he's trying to prove from this. And then there is another concept of Lishma, which applies to the Shem Hashem, which does mean focus, and when it comes to focus, a non-Jew is the same as a Jew. So this indicates that, of course, a non-Jew can focus the same way that a Jew can. Uh, the only time that we say a non-Jew cannot be part of Lishma is when we're talking about the Din of Lishma, which has nothing to do with focus. And when the Rambam said that a Nochri is Adaita Dinafshekov, he does it on his own, that wasn't a comment on the non-Jew's ability to focus, but rather it was an explanation as to why we don't see the non-Jew's action as being reflective of the Jew who might be guiding them. And the answer to that is, no, the non-Jew is doing it on their own, so it's not included, it doesn't get brought back in as an action that was done under the auspices of a Jew. But uh, the actual reason why a non-Jew cannot write a Sefer Torah or a Get is uh, because they're not included in this entire notion of Lishma. Now uh, that concludes Reb Chaim's piece. I just want to add a few more points over here. First, uh, this key distinction that Reb Chaim makes between Lishma and Kavana, that the Lishma affects the object, whereas Kavana is just your focus, but it does not affect the object, it affects your behavior. So uh, his main student, Reb Baruch Ber, in Birka Shmuel and Gitin Simon Yud, uh, he quotes the same distinction from Reb Chaim, that the, the difference between Lishma and Kavana is that Lishma affects the object, it creates the object, that uh, he uses an example of Get, and Korbanos, Sefer Torah, Tefillin, Mezuzos, uh, those are Lishma, those objects require Lishma, as opposed to Kavana is a halacha that the person has to have Kavana for uh, what they're doing. So uh, the distinction that he makes in this piece, that's his key conceptual distinction here, uh, that is reflected in the Birka Shmuel from Rabarach Ber. Now uh, there is a bit of a contradiction here, and I'll just uh, point it out briefly. Uh, in the first piece of Hilchos Tefillah, and uh, we discussed it when we went through that, so there Reb Chaim actually seems to treat Kavana as part of the action itself. 
that it affects the action itself that you're doing. So that would be similar to the way he describes Lishma here, that it affects the object you're creating. So there is some discrepancy in uh, the, that the first piece in Hilchus Tfila, Rab Chaim treats Kavana as the, something which affects what you're doing, and here he seems to imply that that would be Lishma, whereas Kavana would be more focused on you fulfilling your obligation. So I, I just note that briefly. I don't think it's the biggest problem in the world. Now, I will also mention that there are some achronim who disagree with Reb Chaim and that they maintain that a non-Jew is excluded from Lishma not because that is the intrinsic essence of Lishma, uh, but just because we are not sure if the non-Jew had intention or we can't prove it or uh, we have a suspicion that the non-Jew might not have had the proper intention. Um, Reb Kiva Eger in a number of tshuvas discusses a non-Jew doing a get or a tfilin or tzitzis and uh, he very clearly assumes that a non-Jew is included in Lishma. We just don't uh, know if the non-Jew thought the proper thoughts or uh, we can't believe them. But the Reb Kiveger does not subscribe to this notion of Reb Chaim that a non-Jew inherently cannot do Lishma. So uh, this would be a machlokus Reb Kiveger and Reb Chaim how to understand these halachas here. Uh, Reb Isser Zalman Meltzer in the Aven HaAzal also disagrees with Reb Chaim. Uh, he quotes Reb Chaim's position, but the, he believes that the words Adaita dinafshe ka'avid which means that the non-Jew does it on their own thoughts, that, that you cannot reread that the way Reb Chaim wants to, to say that it's talking about a limited case where a non-Jew is following a Jew's orders. Uh, he says that that seems to imply very clearly that most cases a non-Jew does not think Lishma. But if we would know, or if they uh, would think Lishma, then it would be kosher. So Rav Yisrael Zalman Meltzer understands that the Rambam is trying to say that in general, because non-Jews don't believe in Hashem when they write a Sefer Torah, generally they're not going to do it, L'Shem the Kedusha Sefer Torah, which is not something they believe in. So that's why a non-Jew is excluded from this. Again, even though, of course, he, and he says this, there's non-Jews who are wonderful people, of course, so many of them, and they would try to do their best, they would try to make it kosher for the Jew, that's not the question, but in general, when you have a group of people who don't believe in the Kedusha of a Sefer Torah, they don't believe in Hashem, so then uh, we have to say that they're not going to be writing it, L'Shem Kedusha's Sefer Torah. And the says Rabbi Zalman, that would also account for why we assume that a Yisrael Mumar, a Jew who's totally removed, also is the same thing. We don't have to say any fancy logic that the non-Jew is excluded from the inherent concept of Lishma, and so is a, a Jew who has the status of a non-Jew in Halacha, but uh, we could just say simply that these people don't believe in Gitin, they don't believe in Sifrei Torah, so therefore presumably they're not going to write them with the proper Lishma. So that would be a much simpler explanation for this whole concept. Uh, Rabbi Yisrael Zalman Meltzer says that if Reb Chaim's idea is correct, so then uh, it should have just said that an Akum is Lav Bar Lishma, an Akum is not part of Lishma, that would have been the proper terminology. But the Adaite, the Navshek of it, that they do it on their own, seems to imply something having to do with focus and not an inherent din like Reb Chaim. And uh, finally, one last point, uh, Rab Chaim's grandson, Rav Yosef Dov Salavechik in the Shirim Lezech Amari, he has uh, one of the Shirim there is on these topics, and uh, he builds off of Reb Chaim's ideas that we've seen 
but he adds some nice nuance. Uh, he discusses this notion Reb Chaim has of stamalishma, that when a Jew writes a Sefer Torah or Tefillin or Mezuzah, we assume that they're doing it lishma. And he adds very nicely that the whole halacha of lishma is that there needs to be some preparation for the object that's about to come here. So when you are doing something so individual and personal as writing down these words, so that itself is an act of lishma. And he qualifies this, that if it would be true that a person is writing and they have absolutely no idea what they're doing, they uh, are planning on doing something totally secular, so then we wouldn't say stamalishma. That would be uh, like an apikoras that's writing, that would be uh, separate from the din of stamalishma. But the sofer who sits down to write and they're putting themselves into it, so that itself is the din of lishma, the preparation for the mitzvah, and that's the explanation on a deeper level of what it means that writing is automatically stamalishma, not just that it's the last step of the process, but also that it has this deeply personal component that the sofer is writing it. Okay, so to summarize, there's the key conceptual point that Rav Chaim is making in this Peace is that a non-Jew, it's not just that they don't focus on Lishma, uh, but they are inherently excluded from the notion of Lishma because Lishma is much more than just focusing on something. Uh, and as we've seen, Reb Kiva Eger and Reb Isser Zalman Meltzer disagree with that point. Um, along the way, Reb Chaim makes two other conceptual points. One is that the writing of a Sefer Torah is considered Stama Lishma. So uh, you don't need to intend to do the Lishma part. Part of it, but uh, if a Jew is writing it, it's assumed to be lishma, and the Rab Chaim implies that this is because it's the final step in the product. Uh, and as we've seen, his grandson added that it's also something very personal, so that adds lishma to it. And the third point that Reb Chaim touches on also is uh, the difference between the writing of the Shem Hashem Lishma and uh, the writing of a Sefer Torah Lishma. A Sefer Torah needs to be written L'Shem Kedushas Sefer Torah, whereas the Shem Hashem needs to be written for the sake of writing the Shem Hashem. So that's different. And uh, using that distinction, Reb Chaim answered the question of the Beis Yosef and the Taz, uh, why the Torah distinguishes between the Lishma of a Sefer Torah, which the Sofer needs to say, versus the Lishma of the Shem Hashem, which the Sofer can think. So Reb Chaim distinguishes because the Lishma of a Sefer Torah is L'Shem Kedusha, and the Lishma of the Shem Hashem is that you are writing the Shem Hashem. So it's much more just to, to focus on the action that you are doing. Who am I? Naomi is the new hit series that's got all the buzz. You have power I've never felt before. Critics are calling it unbelievably charming. Captivating. A delight to watch. Casey Walpole couldn't be more perfect as Naomi. You ready? The question is, are you ready? Get ready to see why. I don't know what is happening to me. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? Naomi, only tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington CW.